Hello and welcome to the REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borg from Quito, and today we're looking at the topic of automation in logistics real estate with my guest, Melinda McLaughlin, Vice President and Global Head of Research at Prologis. Melinda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. So let's start by looking at the current level of automation adoption in logistics real estate and how that compares with what levels you've been seeing in recent years. Yeah, I think one thing to level set on is automation adoption is lower than most people think throughout logistics. I hear this perception that all warehouses look like Amazons with robots and sophisticated conveyor systems. But in fact, only about 20% of warehouse facilities incorporate more advanced types of automation. And that's highly concentrated toward e-commerce facilities due to the labor intensity. So 80% is you know, more manual, um, very limited automation. So as far as the change, the overall level of facilities with automation has been increasing um, due to some of the forces I think we'll discuss later. Um, but within those that have adopted, we also see change in the types of technologies inside the facilities. Right. I wanted to ask you about that. Are there specific types of automation technologies that, that are more popular at this time? And also, how are companies dealing with the additional costs involved? It's a great question. And I think it's best to start with understanding some of the historical barriers to automation adoption. Um, first, supply chains are in constant evolution, and historically, many automated systems were just not built to flex the supply chain needs, and they also required high upfront capital expenditures with long timelines for a return on that investment, meaning you had to have a multi-year visibility into your supply chain needs. Um, tying that to today, we have seen the growth of automation uh, adoption shift to technologies that are more modular more mobile, and with financing that is also more flexible. So for example, robots like Locust and Six River, those can be leased rather than purchased. And that allows both experimentation and to increase and decrease the need, um, the number of robots as needs change. Um, then there's also mod more modular technologies, which can be repurposed. And that increases the end of life value and improves ROI. So costs are coming down, but at the same time, the value of these benefits are going up. Labor is more costly than ever. And the cost of things like returns and order inaccuracies in terms of both, you know, the operational costs as well as the impact on the consumer experience are growing. So, you know, companies do have to pay more to incorporate these, but they're getting more, um, more than enough benefit to justify this as the ROIs are coming down. And we're hearing a lot these days about the uh, shift toward just-in-case supply chains. How does increased automation impact that change? Well, they really go hand in hand. Um, one thing I think we've learned this year is that inventories were generally too lean before, and they are set to increase by 5 or 10% or more. Um, that's more goods to track and place and move through supply chains when they're needed. Um, automation and other technologies can help with the visibility, with order processing time, with order accuracy, and that allows for a more responsive supply chain overall. And, you know, as we touch on in the paper, they can improve productivity so that you can do more um, with less, especially in those areas where there's limited labor, limited um, logistics real estate to occupy. So when we think about 
the demand tailwinds, you know, the need for logistics real estate that's coming from the shift in, uh, to just-in-case supply chains, it's going to put an intense strain on the amount of available supply. And automation can help customers adapt to that and incorporate that move to more resilient um, supply chains without um, necessarily being limited by the amount of labor or logistics real estate out in the market. And is increased automation having an effect on the design of logistics facilities as well as their geographic location? So not in the vast majority of cases. Um, I've already touched on, you know, the technologies we see that are really gaining momentum and you see more and more customers incorporating are more mobile, more modular, which means they can fit into any facility. There are some base needs for buildings, but they've been part of the modern logistics building design for quite some time. So um, certain levels of clear heights for any kind of mezzanine system, um, flat floors, as well as obviously increased power needs. So for most properties, you can accommodate if it's been built, you know, relatively recently, um, you can accommodate the types of automation which are growing today. However, there is a small subset which does require more customized facilities. And I think these are more on the cutting edge. So we've heard a lot about the Ocado model of micro-fulfillment that they're doing with Kroger. Um, and those do have some very specific design requirements. And we see that really flowing through to some of the um, still elevated build-to-suit activity that we've seen through 2020. And finally, what are some of the other benefits from increased automation? One thing you know, we see is that customers want to be in the location that's best for their business. But again, you're doing this constant optimization exercise where you are limited by certain factors. So automation in making your existing workforce more product productive means you are less tied to an ample supply of labor as a main criteria. It's still going to be very important. Automation does not completely replace labor. Um, but it does open up some location choice so that you can make the best decision to get to the level of service and the cost optimization throughout the supply chain that you want. Um, so by freeing up location choice, for example, we do see that more customers can move into urban areas where labor is more expensive. Um, other benefits, you know, workplace safety is a major factor, and I don't know if it gets emphasized enough. But a lot of the automation that happens in a warehouse is taking something a worker does that is highly repetitive and oftentimes can open them up to injury. And re by replacing it with machinery, you see much safer workplaces. And naturally, it maximizes your worker time. You know, this talent is incredibly valuable in today's workplace. And by replacing kind of the repetitive work, you focus that time and energy onto real value-add activities and I think make for a better workplace environment overall. Great. Melinda, thanks so much for your time today. Happy to, happy to spend the time with you, and uh, thanks so much for the wonderful questions. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe or leave a comment on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.